Welcome, guys, to Self-Evident Podcast What's number up? 59. What's I am up? Mike. This is Massey. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're back. We're back. We have not been struck by the coronavirus Negative. yet. Well, who knows? Who knows? Maybe There's right a, after we get done filming. Who was it? Kevin Durant said he got it or something like that, but he shows no. He feels fine, but somehow he's got yeah. the virus. I don't know, guys. Or you could be like the one guy who touches all the mics and makes the joke and then tests yeah, positive. Yeah, tests positive for, for the corona. Know. Of course. But I know that word is on everybody's lips. I know you're probably hoping you did not hear that word. Yeah. But guess what we're talking about? You will be very happy. We're talking about coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not in the way that you're thinking. You know, we're no. not. One of the things that, that bothers me about this topic, and, and, and it's not bothers me in a bad way. It bothers me. Um, there's there's this tribalism. And again, we're, we're working on a, a thing here about tribalism. You know, it's ironic. How many people have come out against the church? You know, Christians. Yeah. What a bunch of wimps, you know, they're not going online and blah, blah, blah. You know, just like literally attacking their own, attacking the church. Right. And then the other side says, you guys are so selfish for having church. You're going to spread the virus, right? It's like, or can I just believe what the word says? And we believe and feel that God is going to allow this, you know, like, let us have church and yeah. believe what we've been preaching for a long time. You know what I mean? And and why is it that the government all of a sudden has the answers? You know, the church has the answers too. The church has yeah. a lot of money. And the you church, I mean? the and church, they can help their neighbor. The church is really in a position where no matter what they do, they lose. Because if you close down, then everybody says, Oh, you don't believe you don't your believe faith. in your God. Yeah, you, don't you don't believe, believe your God. You know, there was a, a mega church who shut down their and I just saw the 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 title of the article, which sometimes is all you really want yeah, to read anyways. Yeah. But it, it talks about, it said something to the effect of mega church shuts down faith healing in wake of coronavirus. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> which so, I don't agree with that, but I'm not going to get, but I'm not going to drag them in the mud yeah, for it. Jesus yeah, didn't but, do that. But they get, they get shot at if they close yeah. down and they try to be proactive. They get shot at if they stay open and say, no, we're going to have our faith that, you right. know what? God's doing what he yep. needs to do. Good point. So yep. no matter what, the church loses. But hey, the government wins no matter what. No matter what. <laughs> and we're all sitting here like, you know, it's funny, it's ironic that self-evident goes out and talks about, you know, government and how it was established and usurpation of law and like the, the Supreme Court, you know, turning into an oligarchy and all these other things, right? A lot of things similar to what ChrisAnnHall.com does. Uh, you know, a guy from Slightly Sophisticated, Kyle Ramos, check his podcast out. Uh, IOTC, you know, go on there, TheAmericanView.com. Uh, Bill Fetter, American Minute. They talk about, like, government, and they talk about, especially Chris Ann. She really nails the issue of constitutionality because yeah. she was a constitutional lawyer and, you know, all these things and former veteran and, you know, Tuttle Twins. You got the Tuttle Twins who are putting out curriculum for, for young people, uh, parents and things like that. So it's like liberty teaching, a lot of Ron Paul type teaching, which I love Ron Paul. I thought Ron Paul was a great candidate. Uh, didn't agree with everything, but probably one of the most solid people I know. Yeah. Uh, who and, are you going to agree with? Yeah, who are you going to agree you know? with? Really? I mean, it's you're always going to have an issue with somebody, right? But it's what what what's closest to the Constitution, what's closest to liberty. And so you're hearing all these talking heads going, you know, this is the way it should be. And I feel in the same camp. And I'm like, but Lord, what, what can I do about it? You know, like what, yeah. I'm stuck here just telling people that this is wrong. And you, and it's, it's a gross usurpation of the Constitution. It's a gross usurpation of, of law. It's a gross usurpation, actually, and, and manipulation, I think, in a sense, that we're forcing people to quarantine themselves for over a virus that's what killed a max of 5,000 people around the world, right? So let me let me read the numbers uh, just so we've got it. So this is up to date as of recording, which today is Tuesday. March it's 16th. March 16th. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yes. I'm not even going to bother trying yeah. the accent right now. I d- I, I, <laughs> mine was British or something. <laughs> it was like, like a Mexican Brit. 
Happy St. Patty's Day. <laughs> la cucaracha, la, la cucaracha. Ya no puede caminar. <laughs> Come on. This is off to a great start. <laughs> I am so glad you guys haven't turned it yeah, off. That's yet. right. <laughs> Don't turn it Don't off. Don't turn it off. Got a lot of information Please. to cover. Yeah. So right now we have 198,255 coronavirus cases in the world. Affected. How many? 198,255. So almost 200,000 is about where we're at. We have 7,976 deaths worldwide, and we have eight hundred, or sorry, 82,624 recovered. So about 90,000 closed cases, about 107 active. Right, right. Now, in the U.S., we have total cases, 6,469 total cases, and we have 109 total deaths. In America. In America. That's America. So just so we get an idea of what the stats are at right now. Now, here is one thing I will say, which I'm going to go a little off the cup. People say, well, the flu is a lot worse. Yes, but this is just beginning. So I will say that uh, because I actually want to put it in context. So our job is a little bit harder but our fundamentals are more sound when we argue That's about good. the use no, of I'm, the government. No, I'm glad you're doing this because there's a lot so, to add to these points. Yeah. Even so, now with the free testing, it's not that people are getting it more. It's just they're being tested now. Yeah. So, so you exactly. know what I mean? You don't want to, oh my gosh, it's spreading. No, they're just being tested. So pro- people have probably been affected. And, yep. you know, again, we're not saying the coronavirus is a sham. We're not saying that there's this conspiracy that the, cor- the coronavirus doesn't exist. What we're saying is, is it meriting what's happening with the federal government, state governments, and county governments today? So, with the flu, you know, you get numbers that range, what is it, anywhere from 30,000 to 80,000 deaths a year. A year. Right? So that's that's over a 12-month period. Yes, the flu season, you have the majority, but hey, people can catch the flu. And from the vaccine, people die from, from. the vaccine, exactly. Which my dad always gets on me. Have you had your flu shot? No. <laughs> if you need to get your flu shot, get your flu shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, this is all about choice. You have the choice to go get your flu shot. You have the choice to go get tested for corona. You have your choice if you want to be infected by the coronavirus or a flu. That's your choice. That's the whole point. Like, it's it's odd and, and unreasonable to say that a woman can have a, cho- a choice to have major surgery on her body. And we, we have to pay for it with tax money. But mm-hmm. I can't choose if I just want to go out by myself and not be quarantined. There's something wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like, I think to, to, to restrict a church's position or place to have church where people want to go to church, that's what they want to do. Now, you want to stay home and call the church irresponsible? That's great. Good for you. Great for your opinion, right? But churches should never be barred. And you know what's funny? Even the CDC, you won't see anything about churches mentioned. What they say is gatherings. Any gathering. And so they, obviously they're not going to get on the hook for telling a church they can't congregate, right? And again, there's been nothing from the federal government that says you can't or you shouldn't. It has been only suggested by the CDC. So we're taking the precautions of, hey, man, wash your hands, you know, more than once. You know, it's okay. I was in the airport here just a couple days ago, and a guy was, like, literally scrubbing his hands. I washed my hands twice. That dude was still there washing his hands, yeah. right? I mean, it's cool to take precautions, but that's your choice. That's your prerogative. That's what you want to do with your life. Like, the moment you step in your car and drive, that's your choice. Get into an accident. 
I mean, yeah. you couldn't have prevented that is what I'm saying. And, and I, I think it is very important to point out best practices and allow people the opportunity to do best practices. Sure. And, and I'm actually going to get into the private private sector's response to this, Let's which I think kind of showed a, a good side of capitalism that people are kind of ignoring. But first, you get back to the statistics of this whole thing. So... Uh, People are talking about the death percentage, uh-huh. right? The rape, the percentage. Uh-huh. Flu is about 0.1%. And this has been estimated anywhere from 2% to 6 or 7%, right? And you'll hear, oh, it's, it's 10 times more deadly than the flu. Well, that's because the flu is a 0.1% and they're using a 1%, which, yes, that's 10 times. Um, right now they're floating, Hey, it's probably about 1.4 to 2%, which that is still more dangerous than the flu. So we're, we're not going to say, Oh, this is a common cold and everybody's freaking out about nothing. Yeah. yeah, And that's not, it's none of that, but it's not a 10%, 20%, 50%. (laughs) It's not the bubonic plague. No, you know, it's not, not a, not a, you know, what do you call it? Smallpox. No, you know? And one of the things that I've been telling people is with this, I think it's really important to say, okay, I would rather this now so that people kind of understand how to handle this situation than have something that is like a 20% death rate and everybody go nuts. They're already going nuts on this thing. So let's let's figure out our game plan now so that we understand it. The problem is, which you and I are going to get into, is yeah. the people clamor for the government to handle the response instead of the people handling the response. Yeah, and, and, and I got to kind of go with this for a minute. One of the things that trouble me is um, leaders that are in churches or leaders in general, right, whether you're a church or not, um, we're like, hey, man, we're, we're believing the Lord for all these things, and then a, a virus hits, and all of a sudden it's said by many of the, the leaders today, I'm not knocking them. I'm really just, they don't know. Right. And yeah. it's cool. I mean, like there's preachers out there that know more about the healing gift than I do than the prophetic gift than I do or scripture. There's tons of, I mean, I admire a lot of Bible teachers, you know what I mean? And I study them, study with them and study with their other stuff a lot. But there's this one overarching thing that I've been noticing is, well, if the government says it, we love government. Romans 13 is clear. We're going to obey the government. Um, okay. But if the government lately has been telling you that abortion's okay and we're supposed to fund it. Are we just supposed to just fund it? Like we're supposed to sit back and do nothing. So then what's the point of 40 days for life? What's the point in, you know, praying for our leaders, praying against human trafficking? Well, you know, all these things, we know it's wrong, but still somehow it continues in our nation. Right. And so like if a federal government says, you know, we're going to put everybody down on lockdown. Did anybody ask if it was constitutional? Did anybody ask, Hey, is this really a threat that, and, and again, there's been several pundits that have said, this is really taking away from a real threat, like a real legit threat. Precisely. The, the media is really playing this up and people are learning, hey, it's the boy who cried wolf. Like that's what they're being conditioned to kind of get mad at the media right now. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, whatever side you're on, if you're for the media and, and you're, you're talking about, man, well, we got to stay on top of it. OK, that's your prerogative. Stay at home. Buy your groceries. Keep your kids six feet apart from each other. Do your thing. Right. I don't see it as an issue. Why am I wrong? And you're right. Like, why can't we just choose for what we want, right? Well, you're being irresponsible. Well, I think you're being a jerk. You know, I, I don't think, you know, and, and, and I wouldn't even say that to you. You think I'm wrong. Well, I think you're wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what if it isn't as bad as it is? And 
y'all bought up all those rolls of toilet paper that, you know, the guy down the street can't get right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you were so crazed on what happened, you know, and, and it was it was it was such a crazy thing that happened. So a lot of these leaders are using Romans 13. You know, we're supposed to submit to governing authorities. Keep reading. They're punish. They're punishers of those who do evil and praise those who do good. That is the duty of government. You you gave me a, a, and I'm going to go on a side trail for a little bit for because it. you gave me go an image. It. So you were talking about people's reactions, right? People, you know, buying up all the toilet paper. And there's a very sad story that happened a long time ago that it still haunts me, the whole idea of it. And there was this nightclub that had a fire. And I think it was New Jersey. And a band was playing. They were told, you can't do pyrotechnics in here. Guess what? The band decided to do pyrotechnics anyways. And the guys are actually, they were sent to jail. I don't know if they're still sitting in prison. Um, and they, they have the pyrotechnics show. And of course, it catches the place on fire right and the band runs out the back some people make it out the back but a lot of people in the confusion don't realize they can go out the back so they all start trying to go out the front and there is video of this mass of people that are all clogged together at the front of the building at the entrance that nobody can get out because they're all stuck at the entrance of the door and you see like this mass of people that are like trying, you know, to get out of there and people are trying to pull them out. And, you know, there's just yeah. a crowd of people behind them pushing as this building is burning down. And the idea haunts me of the fact that people were were blocked from being able to be safe because of the panic and the the rush and the confusion of the people around them. We're talking about toilet paper right now. And it's funny because we all joke about toilet paper. Oh, buying up stores of toilet paper. What happens when something's actually serious and you need specific supplies and everybody's going for themselves? Instead of going, okay... I can get by with three packs of toilet paper and be done. Right. Instead of I need a shopping cart full of toilet paper with another shopping cart with my wife down the down the row with a shopping cart. And I'm going to buy it all up. And we as people, we go, we're all crazy. I'm going to act crazy. And I expect the government to bail me out of my craziness. That's exactly it, dude. There's always there's always a government playing God. And it really shows you, like, people's God has become government. Yeah. You know why? Because the moment you speak out against government, people get upset. When you speak out against someone's God, you yeah. talk about some. Oh, dude, they get really <laughs> yeah. mad, right? Yeah. I get offended when people talk bad about the Lord. I do, yeah. right? Uh, but when they talk against government, it's like, I've, I have such a healthy, and I mean this respectfully, a distrust of authority in that way. Not, not authority as in, like, I don't have a distrust of uh, its purpose, the people in it, you know, what I mean, yeah. people can deceive, man, and and you're you're always on guard, you're always vigilant. Thomas Jefferson talked about it constantly. You're you're vigilant about the leaders, you know. You don't just put your full trust in them. You got to be careful. You got to watch out, you know, because there's always something that's going to happen. And you know, even the Bible warns about there are certain men that crept in unaware. Be careful, you know, they're going to be amongst mm-hmm. you. They're preaching that gain is godliness. You know, be careful. So there's always these things that like it's not a paranoia. You're just watchful. You just you're always being careful of what. Uh, they're, they're, they're trying to, and here's, what's funny too, about government, what's going to happen if they declare martial law, which I, again, to me, unconstitutional, not even to me, it's unconstitutional. There's no authority that the president or anybody has to do that. Right. But 
let's say they declare. How are they going to enforce that? Through force. force. How come they can force and we can't? If I force my will on somebody, I'm either, uh, well, let's just do the easy ones, murder, rape, whatever. I get thrown in jail, don't I? But they can bring down an edict for me to, they make me stay in my house that I paid for, roads that I pay for, right? Car that I paid for. <laughs> and they're going to force me to do it. Because if you leave, you're going to get arrested. So that's the purpose of government. They don't make money. Congress doesn't, they don't have a job. They don't make, they don't bring money into the government. We pay them. Yeah. Right. They don't keep the economy going. We do as, as citizens. Go ahead. I'm glad you're pointing that out because that kind of gets into some of the specifics of what is the government doing that we're we're seeing as an overarching, uh, yeah. you know, uh, overreaching from the constitution. And I'm sorry, but our boy Trump, they're looking at an $850 billion stimulus package. Keep going. Once again. A trillion dollar. $850 billion. So basically $1 trillion. No, Right. Well, and you, and you add in the other stuff. So there was like $50 billion for the airlines, and then there was like yeah. $100 billion for something else. So yeah, basically a trillion yeah. dollars it's total. A tri- it's a trillion. It was the, the guy from the... Tre- it wasn't the Treasury. It was one of those guys yeah. who came uh, out. Steve, Steve Munchen. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it was. And so he comes out and says a trillion dollars where 250, what is it, billion or million of it is going to be to uh, aid the families um, to to like write a thousand dollar check. Basically, if you got yeah. kids, you're going to get 500 bucks. So the, the, the conservatives, because I'm not blaming. Listen, you got to understand one thing. When Trump does something unconstitutional, we don't mind calling it out. That's what we're calling it out. I'm not blaming him. And here's why. He's got counsel. He's got yeah. people around him that know more than he does. Listen, Trump. You can say what you want about the dude, okay? And we don't look favorably a lot on things that are unconstitutional with him. As a matter of fact, we talk about it a lot. Yeah. And, and we're not against him or for him. We're praying for him like we would pray for any other leader because that's, what, that's what's in place. And, and, and it frustrates me that if I say this, people are going to be like, he's against Trump. I'm not. Listen to me. He's got advisors. And this guy's a business guy. He's not a constitutionalist, right? That's who we elected. He's not a pastor. That's not what we elected, Okay. He's not a moral dude like that. Pence is. But Pence, I don't even know if he's... Con- I don't know. Like, he doesn't really talk about it, right? They never really talk about the constitutionality. They're like, oh, Trump's going to do something about that. So we put this crown on Trump saying when he does something good, yay, when he does something bad, well, it really wasn't his fault. No, I'm saying that he's got advisors. You can't put this all on Trump all the time, right? When something good happens, it's not always Trump. Yeah. He just gets the credit because he's, he's the quarterback, which he shouldn't be, you know? He's just the president, and the Congress passes laws. So what I'm what 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 we're trying to say out of all this is passing a stimulus bill like this when the conservatives have been like against socialism and universal income there this is the first step I promise you to universal income. So let me uh, let me play a tiny devil's advocate. Mind you, devil's advocate because it's a very weird thing to play devil's advocate because then you're making arguments that you're like, well, I don't no, but agree it's with this no, argument. You know, but listen to this but, because it teaches us how to answer the people that are against yeah. what we're talking about, right? It's apologetics. Yeah, Devil, Devil's advocate, playing devil's advocate is, is apologetics. That's how you reason. You learn reason through the opposition. That's And it's good to know reason. It's good yeah. to know faith. If you can't answer things with faith and reason as a Christian, you lose. You know, like If, if you can't have good, reasonable, sound answers, what's the point? Yeah. So go ahead. So my question for us would be this idea of stimulus, this idea of, of money, it's, it's quote-unquote our money that's getting handed back to the people. 
And it's th- these movements by the government are for the common good. They're, they're for everybody to help ensure the good of the people. Why can't we support a government that is doing something for its people and helping the nation forward? You know what I mean? Like helping the nation forward to where, hey, we're going to give you money in your time of need that we're going to give you your own money back in a time of need to where you can use it because things are going to be tough? Um, That's a good question. And here's why. Um, Because you're not just giving me my money back. You forced me to give that money to you in the first place, right? Uh, If I don't pay my taxes, uh, I could end up in jail like a Wesley Snipes situation. Um, And and it's it's backed by force. So are you really giving me back my money or is it money y'all like forcibly took from us? Listen, I'm fine to pay certain taxes to like plow the roads and take care of, you know, those kind of things. That's great. But to fund Planned Parenthood and all these other things that are bankrupt right now, like Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, that they can't even they can't even manage the money. And you're not giving me back my money. You're actually printing more money. So the money that I Mm -hmm. gave to you initially is losing its value. okay? because you keep printing and printing and printing and you're selling off notes, you're selling off bonds and stocks and all these or not stocks, but bonds uh, that that retain the value of a dollar in some sense. Right. The second thing, there's no constitutional authority for the government to be benevolent. There's nowhere. And people can think that that's wrong. Well, there should be. No, because if that money was in your hands, you could be the one that's benevolent. They don't make money. They forcibly take money from you to give to themselves. That's how they pay their salaries. That's how they pay their government workers. That's how they do all this. Taxes are not voluntary. They're just they're not. They're, they're done by force. And I used to hear liberals. Remember the Wall Street, uh, the protesters, the one percent protesters, oh, yeah. the Wall Street guys? Well, I didn't sign up to be a part of this country. I, this country sucks. I mean, you hear it on TV all the time. I hate this country. I hate this country. Well, I didn't sign up to pay taxes. I didn't sign up to have a social security number. I didn't sign up to, you know, to do half the stuff here in America. Yep. I was born in America, and, and it's, it's the system that we're in right now, okay? You hear me out, though. Nowhere in the Constitution, except for the, now the 17th Amendment, gave the authority for Congress to tax on the imposition to give it back to the people. Why tax them if you're giving it back to them? Let them keep it. Like, that doesn't make sense. And those, to those that are poor, why not encourage the business owners and those that are richer, those that have more from our churches to give to those people who are poor and broken and destitute and teach them how to do it? Your job as the federal government has nothing to do with benevolence. Show me in the Constitution. In the original Constitution, with its preamble, show me where the government, need, government, government needs to be benevolent. Devil's advocate. Go ahead. But what if... What if knowing giving these direct cash payments back to Americans will help them, right? So are, aren't we being cold to these people by not helping them through this economic crisis? Aren't we making life worse for them and making life tougher for a longer period of time if the government's not there to if help them? If you give out? them a thousand bucks a person and you quarantine them in their house, what the heck are they going to do with that thousand dollars? Use your heads. So we're going to give people a thousand bucks. You're going to quarantine with their house for a month. Kids can't go to school now for a month down here in Florida. They're shut down. Right. So you're going to give people a thousand dollars, which, by the way, you're literally taking food off their table for four weeks right now for a lot of these cases. I lost three events, three big conferences because of this. I can't get that money back. Your thousand dollars ain't nothing to me. By the way, it's a thousand bucks. It's a thousand dollars. Bro, most mortgages are more than a thousand dollars. You crazy? We spend a thousand dollars in groceries a month for my kids. It, around that, right? I tithe a lot. You know, like that that doesn't help me. 
So you're going to quarantine me, keep me in my house, and then give me a grand. What am I going to do with it? I mean, use your heads. It's not your job. The real question should be not giving it back to me. Why take it from me? If all you're going to do is help other people with it, I, why can't I help them? Why can't I be? And we are benevolent, dude. Our church is very benevolent. I'm pretty darn benevolent. You're pretty darn benevolent. You give a lot of money, don't you? And people are like, well, most people won't. How do you know? Have you met everybody? Do you even know the members of Congress and the president and the Senate? Do you know, do you know the Supreme Court? Have you met them before? And you're trusting them with this whole system? Which, by the way, most three-letter organizations have no accountability. They're not accountable to anybody. IRS, who are they accountable to? Lois Lerner would have continued to get away with it if the people didn't rise up against her. Mm-hmm. And she got busted, right? Nobody's holding them accountable. Who? Who's holding them? They had to pass a VA Accountability Act. Listen to this. The VA had to get a bill passed to keep them accountable, which means they weren't accountable, right? So we're giving money to an entity that says they know what to do better for you when they really can't even manage their own checkbook? That's the question that should be asked. Not that you give me back my money. Let me keep my money so that I can give it to other people as I see fit. Remove the restrictions from the people and let them have freedom so that they can go help their, their fellow neighbor. I can promise you this. If the cities had these types of coronaviruses and we were back the way that we should have been, we would work on our own cities to try to help contain the virus and contain the people. And we would have people watching and having the hospitals. Like if we could pay for it ourselves, yeah. and do, we would be better off doing that. There, there was a story that compared back during the Spanish flu. I believe it was Philadelphia and St. Louis. And they had completely opposite reactions to the Spanish flu. The mayor of Philadelphia basically said, I don't care. We're having our parade. We're having our get-together, our gathering. The mayor of St. Louis said, we're shut down for a week. We're, we're shutting stuff down. For we're, a week? For I don't remember how long. A week, two weeks, whatever. And you found that the death rates between the two cities were completely drastically different. You had a very low death rate in St. Louis and a very high death rate in Philadelphia. Now, what we're talking about is a city decision. We're talking about a county decision. Yes, which is completely that's, different. That's completely different. And I think one of the things that we as constitutionalists, not not you and me, but constitutionalists in general, have to point out the difference is there is a difference between local, be, between local government and a federal government. A local government knows its city and knows its citizens well enough that they can decide for themselves what are we going to do to come combat this, whereas federal government becomes a very forceful, coercive issue. All of a sudden, you have military troops roaming the streets, making sure people aren't coming out of their houses. With a city, it's you're policing each other as neighbors and as citizens. Yeah, and people don't realize in the local government, like the sheriffs have a ton of authority. Yeah. They can resist unconstitutional law. Absolutely. We saw it in Virginia. Saw it in Virginia where the sheriff stood up, dude, and it was awesome to see that, hey, they know their authority, right? The second thing is, um, if you don't like what's going on in your city, it's you you can run for the ballot to to change yeah. things, right? And it's way easier to win a city election than a federal one. So we're trying to change from the top down. We have to change from the bottom up. Like we have to have our authority in the cities, the counties, the states first. It's it, that's Amendment Nine and Ten, man. You know what I mean? The states were given mm-hmm. rights respectively. Anything not written in, and this this was it Roosevelt or uh, uh, I can't remember who it was that had that doctrine of if it doesn't say it in the Constitution, that means we can do it. Bad doctrine. No, that's not that's not how they intended this. They wrote specifically enumerated rights. Matter of fact, the preamble to the Declaration was a Declaration of the Bill of Rights that basically said so that these powers would not be misconstrued. They wrote specifically the Bill of Rights that the government couldn't touch. 
doesn't mean you start going to touch other things. These are basic inalienable rights that God gives us, and it's pretty expanded. The federal government gave, uh, I'm sorry, the Constitution gave the federal government three different branches, right? There's three different branches. In those specific articles, it says what they can, I'm sorry, what they can't do. Really, this is their job. This is what they can't do. This is what they can do. That's it. Yeah. And then, oh, but it didn't say we couldn't in the time of a crisis. No, (laughs) that's not how it works. We've drawn the line of, okay, this is why we don't agree with what's going on, right? We've drawn this line of, we don't agree with this constitutional overreach Truth. Um, of the government, of the federal government. So now I want us to get more into the idea of solutions. What If, if we're going to come out and say we don't agree with what the federal government is doing in order to stop this thing, what do we think should be done in order to stop this thing. And I think a great example is actually what's happening in the private sector. So a lot of people will say capitalism is a destructive, heartless, greedy force. Isn't that awesome? But government... (laughs) Government's benevolent. Yeah, for some reason, they're not a greedy force, right? Now, what I want you to do is think about you have the NBA the MLB, the NHL, and even the NFL, you have the Kentucky Derby. All sports associations have voluntarily said, we're not doing large gatherings. We're, we're going to suspend our seasons. We're going to delay. We're going to cancel things. We're just not doing stuff right now. You have music tours and concerts that have all said, we're not going to do anything right now. Which We're, they're hurting now. They're hurting. Right? They're hurting. We have festivals that have canceled. We have casinos that have shut down. We have restaurants and bars that have said, we're not, mm. we're not doing anything right now. Right? So, so how's the federal government going to give us money when there's nothing coming in? And that's, that's right? a, a scary They have to print the money. Yeah. If you printed money in your basement, just think about this. You would get busted for doing it. Well, the federal government has the authority to print money. Not like this. Not just because, hey, we need more money for debt. Yeah. That's not what this intention was. And, and, and it was actually meant to coin, right? Yeah, it, it'll come back on us. And we even, we even, our government even farmed out the printing of currency. That's the hilarious part. <laughs> right. Anyway. Anyways. Um, good question, though. When you look at what the private market has done, yeah. the private market has responded with proactive measures in order to help stop the spread of coronavirus. And I think people need to stop for a second and actually applaud what these major corporations have done. Look at Disney. Disney shut down its parks. Theaters are not showing movies. Movie production companies are delaying the releases of their movies. Now people say, well, that's just for profits and that's just for money and blah, blah, blah. They're doing what's necessary because they're doing it on their own volition. You know, yeah, and and so what if profit and health of the country tend to line up once in a while? You know what? I'm taking this win, and I'm going to say there's a heart in this whole capitalism thing. And even Trump was pointing it out, saying that the major insurance companies they're the ones who would have never thought about getting rid of copays and all that. But guess what? They're stepping up to the plate. 
They're saying, okay, we're we're gonna do do away with copays. Let's do free testing. What a great what a great show of morality in that sense, you know. No, I think the healthcare sector is like overcharging, but yeah, it's a mess. It's it, but in the time of crisis, even big corporations are putting aside profit. Yeah, dude, look at the 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 NBA players, man. It's paying off their the the workers' salaries at the at the at the domes and you know like their their uh, courts and. You know, stuff like that, but, you know, these guys are yeah. paying off salaries and uh, people stepping up, man, like in some yeah. cool ways uh, to, to help with these efforts. Who was it? Uh, somebody just gave a hundred grand to yeah, uh, some a basketball player. And you know what, what's hilarious? So there's a website that, that I'll waste massive amounts of time on and it's just like a scroll type Is social it media website. Is it theselfevidenttruth.com? Of course. Where you can get awesome merch. You can get hats. Merch. Make, con- make America constitutional again. Because we need it. We need it. Because I like freedom and liberty. Freedom! And even though it's dangerous, liberty is everything. And it's worth fighting for. I'd rather see my kids free than be in bondage. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, America. Anyway. Uh, That's a great so commercial. Yeah, it is. We should take that out. Put that out, yeah. I like the, so this, this website, I saw something that, that pointed out basketball... Million millionaire basketball players are giving up their money for the employees, while the billionaire owners aren't doing anything. It's like, so you're obviously forgetting Mark Cuban, who at at the very beginning of it said, "I've got a lot of employees. We're going to figure something out to keep them busy so that I can pay them." These owners are doing something. All of them, not necessarily. Yeah, but. Who's also paying the salaries of the players? Yeah, and they're doing. It's like, yeah, you know, those salaries, those players are still getting their salaries. You know, they're still making a ton of cash. You know, it's like, eh. it's why and, and why do you point your gun at the person that you don't feel is righteous enough? Exactly. Instead of giving a hand to the people who are doing something selfless and grow, like that's yes. what I'm noticing so often oh, in dude. this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, is. is Everybody's pointing their gun at somebody that they disagree with or somebody they feel is not quote unquote righteous enough in yeah. the whole situation. Instead of clapping for and praising and encouraging the people who are doing great, great point. Great point. And I think too, like you don't realize these owners and players, they have like their own charities. Like they don't yeah. they don't they're not making what they're doing public. You know what I mean? Like when they're benevolent, they're not they don't usually go public with it. They have private charities that they give to and like Boys and girls clubs and things like that. So please don't just judge them because they got a ton of money. They deserve that money that they work for because that was the salary that they agreed to take, right? And that the, that their board and trustees yeah. had given them that salary. Okay, you can't get mad at success. Success is what drives the market. You know what I mean? That's why you know why you want fifteen dollars an hour because you think there's some kind of success in fifteen dollars an hour. Which again, good for you, uh, but I think there's way more than that out there. You know what I mean? And, 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 and so let's just, just to continue this trend, yeah, cool. you're pointing your fingers at people that you're, oh, they ain't doing it, whoever's doing it, I hope that you're not on this, on this uh, podcast, but if you do, remember that people have private foundations. I mean, Tim Tebow started his foundation, I think when he was like a sophomore, junior in college, the Tim Tebow Foundation. You know what I mean? These guys are doing it. And even when they made it pro, they, they just kept doing it, you know? So don't knock owners, because I'm sure that they're feeding a ton of money into Good causes. Yeah, we don't we don't see the massive flows of money, and it doesn't get reported because it's not juicy gossip news. And we would get mad too. They'd be, oh, they're just bragging about it. You know, you yeah. just can't win. Yeah. So just don't judge people. Like, ironically, the people that judge the most are the ones that probably preach don't judge the most. 
Yeah, funny how that works. You know what I mean? Like, just knock it off, dude. This is the time to come together and help help one another, especially as churches. And yes, and and that gets back into our solutions. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, like, we've talked about the private sector. The private sector corporations are stepping up. They are. Disney has closed all of their parks. They're delaying their movie screenings. Why? Because they know their parks would be a hotbed. Of virus infestation. And they'd get sued like none other. And people have brought that, oh, it's just because they don't want to get sued. You know what? <laughs> do, you okay. get, do you want to get tied up in litigation? Yeah. Have you ever been a part of that before? So so they went, get sued? Close for a couple weeks. <laughs> now, here's the other thing. Have you thought about all the people that they had to think about that they employ, that they yeah. go, okay, we either get sued or we close and we watch... Tons of our employees lose money. Oh, well, they have billions of dollars. Oh, we don't know that they're not doing something for them, but can they really do all for them for a month? Yeah, it's like, can, can, could they afford to pay all their employees without any revenue coming in for a month? Mm-hmm. While they're trying to invest back into the company to re- rebrand yeah. and re- redo. I think, too, there was this, uh, what was it, MSNBC did this piece where it was like, you know, uh, Bloomberg spent five hundred million dollars in his campaign. They could have given a million dollars to three hundred thirty million Americans. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm not saying that to be funny, right? What I'm saying is this. Of course, it was wrong. The math was terrible, and and the That's lady for for, for 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 people when they called it out, the lady said that they were racist for doing yeah. it. No, it's racist for you to know math. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, hold up, hold yeah, on, I know. hold on. Are you sure you want to go out? I know. Is that the road you want to it's take? It's ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous, but hear me out here. Like, like, hear me out. But if you think about it, like, what is that, a buck and a half a person? That, that you know, it's, that's not enough to sustain them anyway. So, like, what, what are they going to do with these billions? So, they'll give them, you know, so let's, let's amplify it, right? Let's say they had a billion dollars, two billion dollars to give to these people. It's not that much money in their pockets at the no. end of the month. They need these businesses to sustain their livelihood. If they give all their money away to their employees, which they will, when they come back in operation, how are they going to buy the food again? Are they going to go on credit? You know, you got to be, you got to think like a business person. Investments, all these things. Stock market's down, so they got to re- rebrand and retool and figure out. They're losing money right now. Yeah. Nobody. Tons of. I mean, and you know what's funny? The people that critique businesses the most, you've never owned one. Yeah. You have never ever owned one. You don't know what it's like to have salaries or payroll or taxes. You don't know what it's like to pay for other people's taxes because what was that uh, payroll tax? You know, the, 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 the employee pays 7% and 7.5%, the employer matches it, so it's, that's 15 total percent. You don't know what it's like when you don't have the money coming in and you have to match their taxes plus their, you know what I mean, their pay. You don't get it. So, like, it's easy to say it's, it's wrong, you know, for what they're not doing. Could you imagine running a company, say, with 30,000 people and within one decision, 5,000 people lose their jobs? Yep. Let's let's pause a little bit because a lot of times people, oh, those big corporations, there's so much money, so much blah blah blah. No, do you understand the stakes that are going on when you employ thirty thousand, sixty thousand, one hundred and twenty thousand people? One decision could mean the livelihood of tens of thousands of people gone in a second. So yes, when Disney closes down the parks and they delay their movies, right? Yeah, they sure have revenue coming in from other stuff. But at the same time, there's still a lot of lives on the line. And they're weighing that out. Government 
looks at everybody and goes, mm, we're going to make sure you can't go into work for two weeks. <laughs> and then... We'll give you a thousand dollars. Yeah, though. we'll make sure to print money. Because yeah. Disney can't print their money. No. Uh, Amazon can't print their money. No. You know, uh, Universal can't print their money. Most of these mom and pop shops that are closing down can't print their money. But they can't. Can. The government can. And so people think that, that because they can do that, that's the authority. No. They should use their authority to make sure that we have it. Their authority is to make sure that my rights are protected and secured. That's it. So that I can go do this. So that I can. Look, if you think about it, some businesses profit from chaos, right? Like when a hurricane happens and roofs get ripped off. Roofs are big money. Yeah. Uh, construction I, companies make money. All I'm going to say is I know guys who clap when a hurricane happens. Because <laughs> they're, they're in it to make it's it. money. It's money. And it's going to help them. It's going to help their business. Do they glory? Maybe. I mean, do they glory in the catastrophe? Maybe. But that's the industry. Are you going to get on the air? So they get mad at the roofers for taking advantage of a storm. Who's going to fix the, their roofs? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, climb yeah. up on your roof. Uh, yeah. Fix your own roof. Yeah. Yeah. Have you met some of the people going on right now? I mean, like, they can't even hammer a nail. You know, so use your heads. You know, again, all the stuff that's going on, what we're talking about really is government overreach. We just really see... Uh, that it's funny how there's been so many other viruses that have done way worse and we just make sure that we're washing our hands, make sure that, you know, we, we don't, yeah. this is the, the, one of the first times we've seen, and it was actually with the Boston bombing. We saw, uh, Boston get locked down for a few days. Yeah. Remember yeah. this practice of martial law and dude, you know, it's funny. They haven't even made it a law yet. They haven't even made it a, an edict from the top. And I say edict cause they're operating like a kingdom. They haven't made it an edict yet. And people just willingly surrendered. Oh, okay, the CDC said it. Okay, I guess I got to do it. Yeah. They didn't even, like, challenge it. They did nothing. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And I'm all for the government coming out and giving information, giving best yes. practices, and giving suggestions. I, I will grudgingly acquiesce to the state's rights to make their decisions of what they think is right. Um, I will gladly accept cities doing what they need to do. So you may have noticed... We had a blip. We had a blip. We had we, we had, had a blip. Technical difficulties. Technical. Technical. And if there's one thing you'll notice with this podcast, once in a while. There's always something. There's something going on. I have told Massey. I have told Matt like it has gotten to the point where when he tells me about a technical problem, a technical failure, I start laughing because it's like, man. Because it's frustrating. Do, do, do you understand? Like, I will sit yeah. at home yeah. video editing, working yeah. for five hours because some program has decided to flip its switch for me. And I've got to find seven different ways around it. So anyways, we have technical difficulties. We have them all the time. And, yes. and, but see, if y'all were to donate, we'd have better equipment. So we wouldn't have technical <laughs> difficulties. Guilt trip. <laughs> you know, listen, man, Eat like it. I'm going to go with this for a minute. You go know, we're, we're talking about socialism. We're talking about all these things, government overreach. Listen, most of you find this podcast beneficial. When we go out and speak, people find it beneficial. They love uh, hearing about God and government and, and its proper role and things like that. Well, you know, we run off the sole support of the people and, and it's not easy to do what we do, especially when we have to travel as much as we do. And we don't come out like this week. I was just in Texas. Um, I'm not going to lie. We were supposed to do a conference at the weekend, but it got canceled because of the coronavirus. Well, not only did that one get canceled, the next three got canceled. That's a livelihood issue for us. I mean, self-evident runs on these kind of big events, and we're contracted to do them. Now, will they fulfill their end of the contract? Possibly. But we still missed out on sales and all these other things. So we depend on the people. Like when people donate to us or when people uh, send a word of encouragement or prayer or something, 
it you don't realize how far that goes with us. You know what I mean? It yeah. really does. And so our equipment is really not always the best. And we do what we can just to make sure that this product gets out. And thank God for technology because you can use anything nowadays, right? But, I mean, this does bring up an issue that, you know, sometimes like our, our part of our equipment's really professional. Our microphones are really nice. Uh, our board is really nice. But our computer's a little old. You know, our, our cameras are a little old and we can use some new ones, you know, stuff like that. So when you partner with us and you consider to partner with us, you're going to become a part of the Torchbearer Society. The Torchbearer Society started because um, what we saw was if you look at our new logo, we're going to put it up if you don't mind. We can put it up on the on the on the front here. Um, you're going to see a torch in the middle. And if you really look carefully, you can see the initials S.E. in it. And if, if you really look carefully, it's pretty nice. And the flame represents truth, that truth never dies. And and so and, and uh, the flame is eternal liberty. It's eternal hope is really what the flame represents. And so our hope is Christ, right? The, the fire of the spirit, that, that kind of stuff. We, we believe in that stuff. But when you sign up monthly, you become a part of the Torch Member Society. And there's a ton of perks that you're going to get with that. Uh, monthly emails. Uh, you're going to get uh, uh, professional, I'm not, not professional, um, constitutional blogs from us. You're going to get a lot of information, uh, tips on new product or, or you know, discounts on product and things like that. Just a ton of things. Or you just want to help us reach the kids. Yeah. Go to the next place. That's what you're giving to. It's not just, we love having fun. We love doing this. It sucks when it's nine at night, but we love doing it. You know, we love giving people knowledge. I love learning to give to you. I love that we can be here and do this kind of stuff, but we can sure use your support too. So I'm not afraid to ask, you know, to, to, to ask for support because we don't do it very often. Matter of fact, uh, the first three years of this, we didn't ask anybody for money and God provided. And here we are. I feel God lets us do this now where we can ask for support. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if you don't want to support, great. Just keep listening. That's fine. At least send us a word of, hey, we're praying for you. Hey, man, great information. Anything like that really helps too. So just be a part of what we're doing. Become a part of the Torch Member Society. You're going to see a whole new website uh, coming up real soon. Uh, we have a lot to cover right now, and uh, we got a lot of work to do. I mean, a lot of work to do, especially mm-hmm. now. Uh, this is going to be a good catalyst for us. I think this whole pandemic, um, and, and again, it's not the virus that I'm attacking. It's the pandemic issue that I'm attacking, yeah. right? This government overreach. I believe it's going to help us. I believe we're going to see some things that we really need to cover in, in, in this country as far as elections, why things get, ha- why, why the government is far overreaching their, their, uh, uh, they're overreaching in their authority and what they're, what they're supposed to do constitutionally. And, and I think we're, we're in this right pocket. Yeah. And we're also going to be hitting things like leadership again, yep. right? I, I really want to finish that series. So we, we just interjected we, this because of what's going on, because of what's going on. So we're going to be hitting the constitutional stuff continued, right? That's who we are. That's what we're passionate about, but we're also going to be hitting educational stuff, leadership, how to be a man, how to be a Christian in society, how to learn from scripture. You know, we're going to be teaching that stuff. We're going to be covering news and election and that kind of thing when we have to. Notice when I said when we have to. Um, and we've got an election coming up. We've got a an economic crisis that seems to be on our doorstep. We've got a pandemic that seems to be on our doorstep. We've got political upheaval that seems to be on our doorstep. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. And mm-hmm. that's what we're here for is to help help guide you guys through 100%, these times. 100%. A reasonable voice in unreasonable times. That's exactly who we are. That's who we are. And so when you share this, when you spread this to other people, when you like it, when you favorite it, when you give a review, when you knock it up on a promotion, that's important to us, and we're so thankful for it. So please be sure to share this. Be sure to favorite it. Be sure to tell other people, hey, you should check out this podcast. And if you want something from us, aka information, news, you want a lesson, you want to learn something, let us know. 
because that's what we're here for. And we'll study it. We'll figure it out. We'll look like fools while we're handling it. Yeah, we'll still do it well. Um, so with that being said, I hope you guys really enjoyed this. I hope you learned something. I hope you look at it in different eyes of it's not about just government helping everybody and government taking care of everybody. It's we have to stick to our principles, even in hard times, because if we don't stick to our principles in hard times, what good are they? Right. Compromise is just a cheap way of giving up when the going gets tough. And we need to stick to our principles and stick to our foundations and take care of each other instead of deciding that we're going to let a force, a, a coercive force over all of us do the dirty work for us. You may just have to help your neighbor out. It's a scary thing, but if you need a lesson in how to do that, will help you with it. And that's what we're here to do. Exactly. So with that being said, guys, we love you. This is podcast number 59. Uh-huh. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Twice. Twice. Make sure you guys take showers. Don't at touch, least once a month. Don't touch your face and stuff. And if, you, if you're if you at a public place, man, just use common yeah. sense, guys. Don't You don't use have to shake sense. hands. You you can wave. You we do, do the little elbow, elbow walk, thing. Whatever. More people are doing just the elbow. Smart. Stay away. Do, hey, hey, guys, 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 guys. I'm going to say this, right? Don't go to massive spring break events right now. <laughs> yeah. Stay home, man. Stay at home for a little Netflix, bit. Netflix, you know. Or Netflix and chill. Yeah, something like that. What everybody Hulu, doing? By the way, do. buy stock in Netflix. Now is your chance. Now is your chance. <laughs> God All bless right. you guys. We love you. Talk to you soon. Love you guys.